This is Victoria of TheUnleashedHeart.com, and you're listening to Grieving Voices, a podcast for hurting hearts who desire to be heard, or anyone who wants to learn how to better support loved ones experiencing loss. As a 30-plus year griever and advanced grief recovery method specialist, I know how badly the conversation around grief needs to change. Through this podcast, I aim to educate grievers and non-grievers alike, spread hope, and inspire compassion toward those hurting. Lastly, by providing my heart with ears and this platform, grievers have the opportunity to share their wisdom and stories of loss and resiliency. How about we talk about grief like we talk about the weather? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. It's another episode of Grieving Voices. Today, my guest is Nikki Scorpio. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I just got a little bit uh, taste of what we're going to talk about today, and it's uh, too good. I had to stop Nikki to, to record because it was getting too good. So like right out of the gate, I just have a really great feeling about this episode. Um, so first, Nikki, introduce yourself. Uh, First of all, too, like who you are, where you're from, and kind of what brought you to Grieving Voices. <sighs> yeah, thanks again for, for having me. Yeah, so for those who don't know me, my name is Nikki Scorpio. I'm a singer, songwriter, producer, engineer. Um, I do a lot of different things really in the world of, of wellness. Um, that's why I love what you're doing. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Um, I, think that, I think that it's important, and I think it's the one thing that connects all of us. Um, I originally come from the Bay Area. Um, I was raised in Berkeley. I've, I've Berkeley, California, land of the hippie and conspiracy theory. Um, I have been living in New York for on and off for about eight years. And um, currently in the Detroit area right now with uh, my girlfriend's family. And um, yeah, what brings what brings me here is um, this is going to be a, a, a little shout out to She's All Over the Place podcast, Katie Tsunakis. Katie brought me here. Um, you know, we we both very understand the importance of right now more than ever um, being able to give yourself permission to grieve, being able to say, like, I'm going through something and, and not just having to put on a smiley face. Um, I lived I lived in Los Angeles for about five or six years, and I've had the, you know, the privilege of being able to be around people from all different walks of life. I come from very, very humble beginnings. Um, I was raised by a teacher, and as you know, teachers don't get treated like celebrities, unfortunately. It should be uh, flipped over, in my personal opinion. Yeah, so, you know, I've, I've been able to hang out with 99% and the 1%, and there's a lot of misconceptions um, about people when people don't understand people who come from different backgrounds. And what I've experienced um, is a lot of times people who don't come from money, who have unhealthy beliefs about money, will look at somebody who does have money and they'll judge them, right? And what people don't realize is that person who has, you know, financial freedom might not have people around them that they can trust. And, and they, they might have been told, like, don't show your emotion, right? So a lot of times, and this is a generalization, but like a lot of times people who are really, really good at money have a very difficult time at showing their emotions for whatever reason, the story that we all carry. And when I started realizing this and seeing this and seeing especially in entertainment, 
how you you see so many talented people that that all of a sudden they get success and they have all of this money and then they have no one around them to say like hey like you know how are you feeling or like it looks like you're taking a lot of pills or it looks like you're drinking or smoking all the time like are you okay you know you, you get these people that are also insecure that that don't check in with with the person that's supposed to be their friend and then it all kind of comes crashing down and so for me you know, especially as a guy where guys are taught to bottle it all in and to hold it all in. And that's why I seeing more people not only having anxiety and depression, but you're also seeing more people taking prescription pills and, and doing a lot of different things and self-medicating. Um, for me, for me now more than ever, I want to make, I want to make this conversation human. I want to make it cool. Um, and I want to make it acceptable and celebrated in society to say like, Hey, I'm not feeling okay. Oh, okay. That's cool. Well, I have my friends, I have my family, I have my community. And, you know, that's, that's how it used to, no matter where you're from in the world, lastly, no matter where you're from in the world, all of our ancestors, that was how it was. We all had elders, we all had community. And that needs to be cool again, like that needs to be something that's, that's accepted. And, and, and again, like celebrated to say, like, when someone's not feeling okay, like, I know your mom, or I know your dad, or I know you, like, I grew up with you. And, and like, you know, better than this, we got to check in with one another. So yeah. And, and isn't it ironic that we have social media to do just that. And like the more connected we claim to be, the more disconnected we have become. Oh, it's really wild. There was a, with without without naming names there's a celebrity actually i saw this yesterday um that was doing a social post for a medication and people were getting on that that person about that and when i lived in los angeles i had the opportunity to work with a social media agency you know people who take celebrities um from like a-listers to whoever who has the you know the means to to, to pay for this service right and it's it's wild to me how people who who aren't in Hollywood people who aren't in the entertainment industry they do have this very like if I were in this world of people acknowledged me if 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 I had millions of followers that I'd be okay and for me personally like I've been in that world I know people who have thousands tens of thousands hundreds and millions of followers and and then the camera turns off and they have no self-identity. They don't know where they're going. They don't know what they're doing. The people around them are, are often, and this is again, this is, you know, gen generalizations, but toxic, just really, really superficial, really mean-spirited. And, and then what I got out of this, and again, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, is that for people like you and I, for people that, that, understand the importance of being vulnerable and 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 maybe you know like i'm i'm more introverted people that are more extroverted and 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 have the ability to interact with people and network and do all these different things they crave crave authenticity they crave people around them that that are real that will you know call them out on their stuff and say like you know i i don't i've never been impressed by money i've never been impressed by fame for me it's more of a means to like if you have a good intention that that you can do something powerful right so i i wish i wish that there were i wish that there was an education on social media because what i've been able to learn and how I've been able to heal myself and, and how I've been able to completely transform my life and, and myself is through social media has been amazing at the same time. If 
I were 12 and I had social media, I was bullied. I, I don't know what I would do. So it's, you know, it's a double-edged sword that, that needs to have a different dialogue for sure. You hit the nail on the head. It's the education piece, right? Like how are we using this tool yeah. to be of service to the greater, bigger picture and then to ourselves and into our four walls, like just yeah. the people who are within our circles. Yeah, no matter, lastly, I'll say like, no matter what you're looking for, like if, if you're curious about something, like I know I know people that are that were looking to get into veganism. I'm, I, I eat mindfully. I've, I've tried a lot of different things. I consider myself a seeker. If you're curious about something, you can type in a hashtag, you can find ingredients, you can find recipes, you can find a whole community, and then your whole algorithm changes up and starts giving you more stuff. So every day, instead of me going on a social media and being like, gee, look at Billy, Billy's traveling and has 100,000 followers. My life is terrible. I get to wake up with like sound bowls and I get to wake up with like, look at this beautiful place in Iceland or like, you know, things from someone like yourself where I'm getting knowledge, I'm getting insight and I'm starting off my day like, oh, cool, like I'm good enough. So yeah, it's, it's choices, options, you know. Well, there's the education right there. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> Clean up our feeds, right? Clean up yeah, our feeds. 100%. Think about what you need yeah. to grow, to evolve, to feel good. Yeah. It's about feeling good, right? Yeah. yeah that's um, right. You had mentioned briefly um, a documentary uh, called Happy. Can you share yeah. a little bit about that? Because that's a good segue. Yeah, so there's there's a amazing documentary on Netflix that I watched um, a couple years ago, and it's called Happy. And they go, and it's basically it's the psychology of happiness. And they go around to all these different cultures. They look at the United States. They look at places all around the world, and they say like, what makes us happy? And one of the happiest places in the world is in a very remote village in India, and they have very basic basic means of living, right? Like they, they kind of like as people know who who know what's going on outside of the world, like India, like they're still looking to have like clean drinking water all the time. Like there's a lot that, that could be, that could be better. That's actually thankfully being fixed and, and, and helped um, because of technology. However, they don't really have a lot. They, they, <laughs> they're not influencers yet. What they do have is they have community. They have people around them where like they're happy because every day, no matter what you're feeling, if you're feeling, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling down, hang out with people that are dancing, hang out with people that sing all the time, hang out with people, no matter what your religion is that have faith and try to be down. You can't like the, the smile kind of like forces in, in a healthy way, like forces itself up. And, and that's the power of community right like when when I grew up I I had my my immediate family was was small and and and, and kind of like split up when I was younger however Thanksgiving I had like amazing men and women in my family that were the greatest storytellers and and I used to just hang out with them and, and half the time I didn't even know what they were saying but it was it was so like I was just always in awe of just listening to how they would talk and being around for someone who grew up without a father being around these you know men that were charismatic that were good people that were faithful that were monogamous that that you know were very international and and, and very well-rounded had a strong character shaped me into into wanting to have that because i saw the power of that and and it's interesting and in, in, I, I recommend everybody to check it out it's called happy the documentary is called happy it's it's interesting because we, we in, as, as Americans have this idea 
that when we get the next, when we accomplish the next goal, when we get that raise, when, when we get on our page, when we get like the, the blue check mark, you know, when, when we get whatever it is, that house, that all of a sudden that we're gonna be better. And what I, from what I've learned, if you're not mentally, like if your perspective isn't, isn't healthy, like if, and, and if you don't have people around you that are checking in with you and, and, and again, I have people that call me out. Like I don't need a, a bunch of people that are just being fans and saying everything you're doing is great because I'm human. But when, when you have that aspect in your life, you get, you get freedom and, and you understand that no matter what you have, you know, high or low, that you have optimism, that, that you can be happy with anything. Because if you can be happy with nothing, then you can be happy with everything, you know? So it's, it's big. That's very good. Loved all of that. So tell me then, how did you get to here? I mean, you, you mentioned the, the, yeah. the support system and the role models that you had, but Yes. Before, Obviously, before you're not really going to. Yeah. yeah, you're not going to dig into that until you're probably an adult or you're a little bit older and yeah. reflect on that. But what was growing up without your father like for you? Um, I have a very I have a very, very diverse like I grew up in such a diverse household and, and, and community that for me, like I have a very broad perspective. So I grew up in kind of like a rough part of, of Berkeley um and like literally right by the train tracks and you know we were pretty much like the only white family and and it was interesting because and on one side of things like I was raised to know my culture like I've I've for my my again like my mom's a teacher and so I was always raised to know where I come from you know I grew up eating all different types of food Indian food Jamaican food American food etc cetera, etc cetera, Mexican um and so I always understood different cultures and where it gets even more diverse is i was raised in an lgbtq plus family before it was cool to, to label it and um so on one aspect i you know we were kind of like we we fit into the neighborhood but at the same time like we didn't if, if that makes sense um and when when I was about nine, everything in my life just completely and totally flipped. So right around New Year's Eve, my other mom left our house and, and said, you know, that she didn't want to be a part of this, that this was my, my mom wanted children. My, my mom wanted children. My father um, was a very, very close friend to my mom. And, and, you know, I'm an artificial insemination. So he he was in my life, but he wasn't in my life. But I did have a two-person household. And my my other mom left and kind of around the same time, my my father died of of AIDS. And while all of this happened, we also had to find a new place to live because my other mom at the time was with somebody who didn't really care that we had a place to live it was it was very it was very manipulative it was very toxic it was very difficult we've worked through it i i speak to her now like i i love her and i've forgiven um and and then on top of that right around the same time like my grandfather passed away and and i went from being 
I was like the Bart Simpson of my school. Like everybody knew me. Everybody loved little Nikki and, 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 you know, life was good and, and life was fun. Even in all the chaos, it was always like, be yourself, be colorful, be bright. And kids are so resilient. Right. And, and I was so resilient. And then we had to move to, my mom wanted to get out of the neighborhood that we were in because it was, it was getting pretty bad. And there was some, there was some like pretty, pretty intense, which we could talk about in another time, pretty intense, uh, racial based violence that I, I experienced with my, with my mom, um, being, being attacked and my mom the next day by the people who attacked her was taking care of, of their kids because that's what my mom, my mom did. My mom was a teacher before she was a teacher. She took care of the, we did like low income daycare. Right. And so I grew up with kids from all different backgrounds, special ed, everything. And, um, what was interesting is I didn't process all of this. So I was still being the class clown and I was still kind of goofing off and stuff. And yeah, it was difficult moving, but then right around 12, everything kind of started to hit me. And what's interesting is there's people that are angry and there's people that are not aware that they're angry. And I wasn't aware of how angry I was. And, you know, when I was a teenager, my mom, my mom had to do a lot of work to to get me to really even because I was so I was so frustrated because it's like you as a teenager you're comparing you're looking at other people's lives you're when they have like the like bring your parents to work day you know bring your dad you know blah 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 these kinds of things and and you start to you, you learn when you're a kid you learn where you are if, if you're wealthy if, if you're rich as, as a kid you know that you're rich and, and 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 if you're not you definitely know that you're not and I knew that I wasn't because we were living in like a bootleg version of like Beverly Hills 90210 and it was a small town in the Bay Area and everybody knew everything about me. So I got bullied over and over and over again in many, many different ways from like your mom's a lesbian, but they didn't say it that way. It wasn't friendly. It wasn't cool, um, you know, to people just calling our house and, and just saying terrible things about me and, and about my family. Um, a lot of different stuff and and I was I was really you know again I went from the top of the totem pole and I got knocked all the way down and I was this outsider who was like to this way for these people and to this way for for those people so you know as I continued to grow older I I realized that I was making unhealthy decisions and I basically I hit rock bottom and it was from hitting that rock bottom which I feel like a lot of us go through and if and 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 if we and if we don't realize that we're going through that rock bottom it can be detrimental however i knew that i was going through a very difficult time and and from there i was i again i don't judge if people don't believe in god i, I don't care if you believe in, in whatever you believe in right for for me for me like i connected with god and and was just like all right I surrender, I put my life in your hands, and, and I started going on this journey. And I started studying different philosophies, and I, and I started looking um, for kind of like more Eastern stuff, and, and I got into to meditation. Um, I then met my, my lovely girlfriend, my lovely partner, and, you know, she introduced me to shaman, into healers, into different ceremonies, and I just started cracking my code and, and, and realized from doing all of this work that 
people say that everything happens for a reason, but it sounds corny and it sounds cheesy. But what I what I learned, kind of like the and we can keep on going, but like that the edited version of this, what I what I learned is that a lot of times we look at what we're going through as like the ultimatum, like the final chapter. And what we don't realize is that it's it's a page in a book, right? Like if we're gonna give that analogy, it's a page in a book and and it's not the end of the chapter. Excuse me, there's plenty of different chapters. And and if we can just go through this and 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 have that faith and and have that optimism of like this thing that I'm going through is going to lead to my greatness. Like now I'm at the place because I was able to say like I'm not okay, or I was able to say like, oh, I'm angry from this, or you know, when 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 your home splits up, then you get abandonment issues, and I had to learn about abandonment issues, and I had to learn about like why I'm making these kind of choices, and and why why am I why am I feeling angry when I'm seeing other people like you talked about social media? Why am I getting jealous, or why am I getting angry when I see somebody else who's genuinely happy? There's something there's something that's kind of off about that, and I started checking in more with my feelings. And then what I got to was we went to Lightning in a Bottle Music Festival. And you're hearing me talk about this now, but I put up a huge wall uh, before. I had huge trust issues. And there was this amazing poet, and his name's Prince EA. And he's so good. He's so, he's so intelligent. He's such a genius with his words. And I wish poetry was more mainstream. Um, but for the first time, I really wanted to get up on the microphone, you know, like when after people speak and they say like, I like, I want to just give props or I have a question or something. I'm normally not that guy, but I wanted to. And I was able to have a conversation in that moment because the woman before me um, was native and she was upset because someone was who wasn't native was wearing a headdress and and their friends were putting her down and talking about her and she was angry about this rightfully so and 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 basically there was this huge tension because like the people were were upset or were offended or were thinking she doesn't understand and people that were more connecting with her were were frustrated because they relate to it and and I had this this conversation you know with with Prince EA where I said I kind of gave like a brief, very, very like 30 second version of my life where I said like, this is how I was born. This is where I come from. Like, this is how my family is. And I've seen my mom struggle as, as an educator, as a teacher, and she's an angel. My mom, when I was in high school, worked five jobs a week just so we could live in a better neighborhood, right? And I want to know how we as men can, can, you know, uplift the women around us and how we can be better as men. And I, I said it in a more eloquent way, but it was this moment where, because I shared this, everyone, everyone stopped and, 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 and the anger dissipated. It like shattered the, that wall and the, the, the women that were like hard, cause I was raised by a feminist. So I get it hardcore. And, <laughs> and the women that were hardcore feminists turned around and, and people turned around and, and the, the co-founder um, of, of Lightning in a Bottle was there and she turned around and pointed at me and I, and I had this moment where I learned where I was like, 
vulnerability is the key that sets us free. We have to share. We have to all tell our stories. My story isn't better than your story, isn't better than anyone else's story, but it's a story. And through these stories, through this wisdom, through this perspective, we get to broaden our perspectives and we get to understand one another. And, and, and especially again, in the male community, I learned because I was raised by women. So like, I don't necessarily connect with that like macho energy. A lot of times like it's, it, there's, there's a lot of preconceived notions um, towards people like myself. And I was able to get this of like vulnerability, which we're taught, be optimistic, be happy all the time, be outgoing, be upbeat all the time, just be on all the time. That's how our society is. But it's really this vulnerability that connects us. And that's really to answer your, that's the kind of long version to answer your question. That's how I got to where I'm at is I learned through all of these experiences. And again, through all this education and through my mentors, through my peers, through people around me that shared like, this is a shaman. Like you can do a ceremony, you can meditate, you can do Vipassana, you can do a 10 day silent meditation where you don't say a word at all. And you check in with your feelings. You can read these books. There's been a million people before you that have experienced the same things. And, and you know, one eighth of those people have written or have done something to share. To, to teach and and what I got from that was we we need to enjoy the chapters that we're reading in our life not think that it's the last chapter but also not only to have that faith but to say you know what if I'm if I'm not feeling okay I'm not feeling okay and 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 if I can be okay with that that can open up doors and then I get more authentic people around me. I get people that are okay with me being that way. And then I get celebrated. And, and when I'm feeling sad and when I'm feeling angry and when I'm in, in all everything in between, and I have people who say that I'm good enough and that I matter, which sounds silly, but it's, it's something that we all need that and want and crave that validation. I can move mountains and I can make magic happen. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's really it. And it's been for me, it's still a journey and it's ongoing, but now at least in the craziest of times, like I get freedom and I get peace. You mentioned you had hit rock bottom. When was that for you? That was right after I graduated from high school. And, and again, that was my, my mom pointed out that she started showing me kind of like and it was a very simple conversation she was like this is this is normal when when people excuse me when people see danger when people see chaos they they go away from it they cross the street whereas what I, from what i learned this wasn't my mom this was from me learning that when as a young man when you when you grow up without a father you are more likely to get in trouble you're more likely to be incarcerated you're more likely to find yourself in poverty you're more likely to you know not do well in school and and i hit everything on the check mark and you know it was really in 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 that point from from experiencing all of that when i i by the grace of god like i got my freedom and my mom was pointing out to me showing me like you know this is how you're communicating and, and, and these are the people that you're choosing to be around and, and this is the life that you're choosing. And even though like you grew up this way, that, that there's more for you. And, and I actually, um, I went on kind of like a cool journey where I packed these bag lunches with my mom and we went around Oakland. And basically 
I had lunch with 10 homeless people and I had conversations with them and, and was just asking them, like, you just talking with them, just like gaining wisdom from them. And, and, and really it was through this process where I started, I started realizing that I had lost my way. And when I was younger, like I said, at the beginning of the story, when I was younger, I was around everything and I was aware of it to a certain degree, but I was so resilient. Like, you know, when, when you're a kid, when, when kids play like, oh, there's hot lava on the floor, they, they see in their mind, like they see hot lava and, and, and that's it. Like they can create anything from their imagination. And, and again, like everyone, everyone loved me when I was younger and my head was very big. My skin was very pasty. I, I, I dressed like I was like fresh out of like a Crayola color box, but I didn't care. I just, I loved myself. And and then when life hit me, I went from being Nikki to Nick to, to 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 serious. And Nick was very serious. And Nick put up a wall because Nick was getting judged, and and Nick had to internalize all of this stuff and hold this all in because again I was getting bullied. I I gained I gained and I lost thankfully, but like I gained ninety pounds just eating junk food because a girl told me who was older than me. She said you're gonna die alone and and skinny and. And, and I was young and I believed her. And so I deliberately started gaining weight and doing things. And, and that's what I'm saying is that in so many different ways, because I was insecure that I believed these things. And, and that's again, like that's another reason why I'm doing what I'm doing because there are so many people that have golden hearts and they get beat down and, and they are insecure. And, and if those people, if those kids, if those boys and girls were, were told that you're good enough and, and were given kind of like a guideline to, to celebrate who they were, that this world would be completely transformed. But it was really, it was really, you know, from me just unlearning a lot of different stuff where I, I started to discover, wow, like I've always been this people pleaser. Like I've always told people that I'm okay. And I've always kind of like been the free therapist for so many people. And when I really started transforming, when I really started changing, 90% of the people around me changed. People said that I was better than them, that I thought that I was, you know, like too good for them. And, and, and just people like, like making fun of me for, for wanting to like learn and, and to heal myself. And it was a very difficult transition, but it, it was, it, for me, it was like a necessity where I'm like, I don't feel happy. Like I don't feel good with what I have. And, and I've had successes. I've, I've, I've been up and I've been down and, you know, and, and I still, even when I was doing well, like I wasn't feeling good about myself. And, and it was really this need of like, I know that there are people that feel happy. I know that there are people that no matter what they have, that they feel good. And, and, and I just, I went on this journey and I unlearned all of this stuff. And I realized where the root of, of everything came from. I just constantly was like, no, like this, this is frustrating, but that's not it. It's deeper than that. No, it's, it's deeper than that. It has nothing. No, it doesn't matter if, okay, like I have money now, I'm still not happy. It has nothing to do with that. And then I cracked my code and, and then from there was like, all right, cool. Like life is going to keep on hitting me. It does. It's not that all of a sudden, like I've reached Nirvana and everything's perfect. It's more so of, 
I have tools, right? Like I can, I can like earlier, like you took a deep breath, like you can, you can do Wim Hof breathing. You can just <laughs> breathe. Like you can take three deep breaths before you go into a meeting and it will slow down your mind. You can, you can listen, you can listen to what people say. You can listen to what their truths are when you're around people, you know, are, are they, if you're in sales, if people are saying, man, it's a slow day today do you acknowledge that? Like, do you, do you nod and agree with them or, or do you just let them vent and just express their stuff because it has nothing to do with you? Do you, when people put you down, when, when they say terrible things about you, do you believe that? Or do you know who you are? You know, it's, it's, it's things like that. And so even though it was rough and, and it sounds like, like, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not a master. I'm not a guru. I'm not an expert in any way, shape or form, but, because I went through all of these very traumatic and difficult experiences, I was able to understand everyone is going through this. Where, where people say we have to stop the bullying, no one's saying how is the bully feeling because the bully is getting bullied. The bully is going through terrible things and the bully is actually the hero because the bully is the only one who's saying, I'm not okay, I'm not okay, I'm not okay, right? And and so, and so that's what it is, is just being able to slow down and, and to observe instead of just reacting and, and just living in this world of like, I'm going to, okay, I'm upset. So I'm going to post a photo online or I'm going to like do something. No, like stop and, and, and cry or yell or breathe or do something so that you can actually like enjoy your life. And so you can actually be in a more centered place, you know, and keep people around you, keep good people around you. Yeah. I resonate with so much of what you said. I just recently, I was having a conversation with someone and I used the line like we do in grief recovery work, you know, hurt people, hurt people. Uh, yes. I wish everyone knew. That. I wish there was an app that could just go off when somebody <laughs> says something or does something. Yeah. Like a reminder. Like, yes. hey, that yes. wasn't nice. You're, yeah. Are you hurting? Like, yeah. what happened to you? You know, and that's the thing, too. Like, doctors, if you go in, you're not feeling good about, you know, you're down or whatever. What happened to you? You know, you never asked what happened to you. You know, the heart, the energy of the heart permeates like six feet outside of our bodies, mm-hmm. like our energy. Yeah. And we can choose what energy that's going to be. Now, I'm not saying don't feel what you're going through, don't, I, I'm a pro- huge proponent. You got to sit with it to heal it, right? You got to feel it to heal it. But like you said, it's like there has to come a time where you just get sick of your own crap, where you get sick of your own, get sick of where you're at in life. Is there a defining moment for you that is like that, that you can pinpoint? There, there, I forget. I don't even know who said this. I heard it and it was on audio and it was basically like the simple version of it was instead of, instead of being angry, be curious. What really led me to having peace and to having freedom is, is having that curiosity of like, why am I feeling this way? Why, when this person says this to me, why do I feel this way? And why, when this other person says this to me, like this, I'm okay with this. Like, why can't I feel okay? Not necessarily happy, but like, why can't I just be secure with who I am? And, 
that was a huge one for me. And then I learned about projecting where you talked about how hurt people hurt people. So life is a life is a movie. Life is a, a show. And, and people all have their different shows that are all going on at once. So when somebody comes from a household where they're taught, like, don't express your feelings, bottle it inside, let people see that you're beautiful, let people see that you're polished, that person is going to grow up and have anger issues. And when you don't live within their means of what beauty is or what success is, they're going to project their anger that they haven't processed onto you. These, these were two things that for me, I was like, oh, so everyone who, cause like, I'm not a saint, I might be named after one, but I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm a human being just like everyone else. And, you know, like when I can understand, like I can make mistakes, like I, I am imperfect and that's okay. Right. But when you're around people that are perfectionists and they don't know how to express and communicate in a healthy way that you can do better. If you take that personally, it's just going to reinforce this, this victim thing. However, again, I learned because I'm, I'm hanging out with people that, that are traveling, that have millions of dollars, that have everything that I've ever wanted. And you get one person who has deep seated anger issues. They're very, very toxic in their conversation behind the scenes. Right. But then when they get around other people, they're all smiles and everything's all good. And then I get around someone else who has everything and they're an angel and they give and they're generous and they're kind and they're so, and, and I learned no matter what rich, poor, black, white, everything, all the different titles that connect us and divide us, there are people that get that we're human and there are people that, that haven't processed their emotions and they're projecting this anger and this insecurity onto them. So for me, instead of taking it personally, I started to get curious and started to say like, wow, that person, if that person spoke to me that way, imagine how they're speaking to themselves. And for me, again, like that gave me freedom, that gave me peace and, and an understanding. And now I have compassion instead of being like, oh, look at this person, let's cancel them. Like, no, let's have a conversation. Let's get to know them, you know? I say this on every episode, but I just got full body chills <laughs> um, <laughs> because you speak my language. You're speaking my language. I was very angry. I, you know, my father passed away when I was eight. I watched him slowly decline over two years and it absolutely wreaked havoc on my relationship in my household with others. And I grew up very angry. It's that trauma, the grief, it, it's cumulative, it's cumulatively negative. And so all these things that stacked up for you, all my experiences that stacked up for me, anybody listening, your experiences, they accumulate and they accumulate this gunk within us. And if we don't sweep our doorstep, right? If we don't clean our doorstep, we're, we're spreading that to everyone around us. Yeah. And that's why I'm so passionate about the grief recovery work. It's sweeping your own doorstep. It's taking 1% responsibility for your life. Uh, Just 1%. Just yeah. 1%. It's like you're not taking, you know, it, if you can do that, it gives you hope that you yeah. can forgive yourself, give yourself compassion. And like you said, I think when you go through so many different traumatic and grief experiences throughout your life and you finally wake up to 
this potential that you didn't even know you had within yourself. Yeah. And you feel hope. There's no stopping you. You don't have um, to be in that place forever. Yeah, there's if you're familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, I I think you're talking about education online. That's that's a person who really also was like my cup of coffee, like my emotional cup of coffee starting the day. Because one what I like about his energy is he's he's very raw and it's very much like you just gotta get over what you're going through. Like sometimes we have a friend who does that for us where like you 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 get out of a, a relationship and you're sad and your curtains are drawn down and you like haven't shaved or showered or whatever the case may be. And then a friend comes in and says like, hey dude, like you gotta get up, like you gotta go for it. And and the world needs more people like that. We need that kind of like, you got to get over it. Like no one, it's, it's rough to hear, but it's like, I've, I'd never seen um, the devil wears Prada. And recently I, I watched it, you know, with, with Katie and, and there's a scene where he's basic. One of the characters is saying like, you want for somebody to pat you on the head and say for a baby. And, and that's the thing is that when, when you have abandonment issues, abandonment issues are wild because I don't know if it'll ever stop, but again, at least I know that it's there. But when you have abandonment issues, the layers and layers of how it affects your career, of how it affects your personal life, how it affects your relationship, the relationships that you choose, the people that you choose to be around. And, and when you can, can understand, like, it, it might be a little bit harsh, but when you can just say, nobody is going to pick me up. Nobody is going to say like, oh, poor baby, it's okay. Because I'm not a little child anymore. I have the spirit of a child. I have the energy of a child and I'm never gonna give that up, um, you know, cause that's, that's a gift when when you can understand that you need to pick yourself up and that you need to just say you know what everybody is every this was my thing was that like everybody is going through something everybody has has had like a difficult story and some people are just going and going and going and and I want to be that way so you know what I've been beat up enough in life and but more so I beat myself up enough I created a story out of all of the stuff that I went through I could have told a completely different story I could have interpreted everything in a completely different way and been a completely different person and and when I can just say all right cool like I get it I don't need to be a victim I don't need to you know hang out with people that are victims I understand that it's difficult to navigate through this but you know I need to conserve my energy so that I can do greater things and, and not operate from a place of guilt or shame. Now, now I'm, now I'm good. And then I can actually do greater work and I can be a better person because like I feel complete and I feel good enough for myself, you know, instead of wanting that validation from our moms, from our dads, you know, and, and, and looking back at the story and being like, Oh, if only I had, no, no, that you got what you got and, and, and love it and enjoy it because like Tony Robbins said, if, if you're going to hate your mom, if you're going to be angry at your mom, love her for what she gave to you. Same thing for your dad or whatever it is, right? Like if you're going to be angry at this person, you better thank them because they gave you gifts of not being a victim of standing up and, and of being a better human being, you know? So it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's perspective. One thing I've always, I've been pondering for, well, since I, I've done the deep work with grief recovery on myself is that like, do we have to have like this? I think what, I think a truth that I've discovered, and I don't know if this is true for you, but a belief that I've come to feel is that we all have this loss, like we'll have another loss, you know, because grief is cumulative. So there comes a point, like a rock bottom for grief, 
where you do get sick of your own crap, where you do like, I'm tired of feeling this way. And when you were talking about how you just really started to ask, you got curious, like that, that's exactly parallel to my experience. Like I was like, why am I keep, why do I keep feeling this way? For me, it was in 2014. Like, why am I doing this? Why do, why do I get into this psychological loop every day? And I got curious. And when we get curious, we seek answers. Yeah. And when we seek answers, we are looking, actively participating in our lives, looking for something to help us give us that answer. 100%. Yeah. That's the key difference. And the thought I've been pondering, it's like, well, geez, why couldn't I have ha- why couldn't that have happened when I was like 23 instead of like, I don't know, 36, 37, 38, yeah. you know, like, why did it have to take another 10 years? I, and that's I, the thing I've been pondering, you know, what are your yeah, thoughts on that? I feel like um, if you look at different places in the world, because like, again, I've studied a lot of different religions and faiths and belief systems and um I was talking earlier about uh, Vipassana. It's a 10-day silent meditation. And it's more so in places like India, Bangladesh, and, and, and um, there are Eastern philosophies. Like I got curious about Buddhism, right? And one of the things that I like about Buddhism is it's really more about like detachment, about observing, just observing. And I feel like again, like this is a cultural thing where you, you for, for people who have traveled, when you go to other parts of the world, you will, for the most part, you will see that people are genuinely happier than, than Americans. And, and again, that's a generalization. And it's because there, there is a sense of culture, right? Like, you know, you know, your significance, you know, where you come from. So you're not constantly trying to like aim for some obtainable goal or whatever. But that you also have like a deeper understanding and things that you and I are talking about are things that are, are, are kind of like common knowledge in these religions and in these practices and in these cultures. And, you know, like even in like India, they talk about how life is the great illusion. And, and when, and, and if I had grown up knowing these kinds, cause my mom, again, my mom very much educated me and, and told me a lot of different stories and I knew a lot of different things, but, as a society that, you know, if, if, if we, you know, and, and again, now is a great time. If you have a kid as, as difficult as it is, now you can actually have the time to, to teach your kids. If you have kids, I don't, but if you do, you can, that you can teach them these kind of concepts of like, like what you were saying, where hurt people hurt people. It's a very simple conversation to, to understand or that life is an illusion. You look at this person and you think this person has everything you don't know how they are when, when there's not a filter on them and, and when the life isn't edited. You don't know that person, and, and I've seen it, I've seen it. I've hung out with people because I've been in a relationship where I hang out with people who normally don't hang out with people like myself. And I'm like, wow, I wish, I wish that there was some way to just show people just to say like, you're, you don't have money and you look at this person who cut you off in traffic, you're like, oh, of course, they're driving a Mercedes. Of course, someone like that would do that. If, if you had 30 seconds within their mind, like you would drop all of that ego, you know? And, and I just, the reason why it takes so long is, is because 
we're just simply not taught this. And I'm a big believer in education. You know, I'm a big believer in the power of education. And, and for me, I got all of my education while I wasn't in school. I just was constantly curious again. And, and I feel like for anyone listening, if you can just really be curious, if you can really challenge yourself when you're having conversations with people, just do like a one week challenge, do like a seven week, a seven day challenge or like a one month challenge, but start, start small and just listen to what people say around you when you're having conversations to people. And, and if you can just observe and not make them wrong, not make them right, not make them better, not, not make them dumb, but just listen to them and just be curious from there that opens up doors, you know, but yeah, if, if we were, if we were taught these concepts, it'd be a different world, but we're getting there. And because of amazing people like yourself. So. Thank you for that. I absolutely love, love, love that challenge. Challenge accepted. <laughs> You've said so many good things today. Many, many good golden nuggets. Um, do you have one tip that you would give another hurting heart today? Yeah, I would say, because sometimes, sometimes we forget what other people are going through or, or we forget that other people don't have people around. Like people, people are curious, but then they don't often have people around them. And that's, I feel like that's something to really, to remember is I would, I would say I would say if if you're if you're grieving right now, if you've lost someone, I would say it's okay to grieve. I would say like when I lost my my grandmother, that was one of the most difficult things. I was actually with my my grandmother the the on the last day and it it was a really beautiful experience and it was also really sad because I was so close with my grandmother. She lived a full life. She lived to be 96. And there was someone in my life that when we were at the service where they said, your grandma wouldn't want for you to suffer. You should do something to celebrate her. And I think, I think that's an important thing to remember that yes, it's okay to feel sad. That's a, that's a natural thing. You, you, you've shared this amazing experience with this person and now they're no longer there. If you've lost someone or if you have gotten out of a relationship, remember that, at the origin of, of whatever relationship, romantic or non-romantic, that there was always love and that regardless of how that person is or isn't or speaks to you or no longer does speak to you, that they, they don't want for you to suffer, you know, and, and, and that it's okay to feel sad and, and to feel angry. It's also really important to find a way to release it, even if you're just going online and finding like, how, how can I just Google, just go online and just Google how, how to release anger and, and go down a rabbit hole, but don't, don't internalize it because there are so many people in this world that, that get these terrible illnesses and, and disease because they keep this inside and, and they think no one's going to understand. And they have all of these pressures and they have all these people around them that they have to take care of. And if you just need to press time out, and if and if you just need to grieve, then, then grieve. But please don't don't tell people that you're okay if you're not okay. You know, 
tell people like one of the things I love about Katie is that when when she's upset when when you know we'd go to the grocery store if the grocery store like the clerk says how's it going today that generic conversation that we get you know x amount of times per day she'll say I'm not okay or she'll say like I'm angry but I'm gonna get past it or something she'll but but it's it's not like a sugar-coated thing it's not just like um I'm good you know like if you're not okay, tell people that you're angry, tell people that you're sad, because 90% of all of the things that are going on, why people need more pills and more medication and, and more stimulation than ever is because we're taught, just keep it inside. And there is a powerful, powerful feeling about being okay with not being okay about, you know, being able to share with people what you're feeling and especially in the male community that you know guys really need to express it and let it out so we can have less cancer and less sickness and and less stress in this world everyone is going through something right now and it's okay if you're upset even if you have a job even if you're at your workplace and you're not feeling okay it is okay our culture is going to start slowly changing where this is accepted. It's starting to get there, but just express it. Please just don't internalize it because it's exhausting. It is exhausting. And I give you permission. If you can't give yourself permission to release it and let it go. And if you, and if you have kids and if you have people, if you have people that you have to take care of, just tell them and just express it. Please don't keep it inside. That's it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it is, I think, coming, it's like, you know, I want to say normalize grief and it's normal and natural. And the whole premise of me starting this podcast is for grievers to share their stories because everyone has a story and everyone's story matters. But it's, I think, also about normalizing emotional honesty. Yeah. Yeah. Making that normal, to be honest. Yeah. I, because I really, if, like you said, it takes a tremendous amount of energy to lie to people's faces. Do you like to be lied to? No, I don't. That's, well, that's, the, that's, the gold, that's the golden rule. It's the hardest rule is to treat people how you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, I... I really wish, especially in the entertainment industry, in the entrepreneur field, in the artist field, um, I wish I wish people who are not not the successful artists, <clears throat> but more so like the upcoming artist who so desperately seeks fortune and fame and, and success, whatever that may be. I wish that that there would be more of a focus on I'm going to be more of myself and less trying to climb this ladder thinking that I'll get success because I wish people who were independent artists and who are upcoming entrepreneurs and thought leaders could just take a look behind the curtain and trust me when I tell you that people are just as human as you and are just as insecure as you. And, you know, just, just, I know it sounds cliched, but just be yourself. Just, just, if, if some if somebody says something that you don't like be true to yourself if somebody is saying something that that's unacceptable or that's or that's rude or that's racist or or that's ignorant 
it doesn't matter if that person says that they can help you. It doesn't matter if that person has like the golden egg or whatever that you're looking for that you think like, oh, this person is going to help me so I can just accept everything that they do and that they say. No, stay true to yourself because then you'll get better people around you. The management, the team that I have, you know, Burn It Down Group is amazing. I found two people that get the importance of what we're talking about in music. Do you know how the music industry is? It's, it's under the table, it's smile in your face and stab you behind the back. There are people now that are in the entertainment industry that want to see good people win, that want to see you know relationships be promoted, that want to see healthy love. Like, and that was from me turning down offers from people that had everything and I could have had it all, but I was like, no, I don't care if I'm gonna be 90 years old trying to start like a career. I'd rather be authentic, I'd rather be true to myself, and again, I just want to have good people around me because I've had beautiful people that are not, not the greatest people around me that I'm just like this, like, who am I? You lose yourself. So don't lose yourself. Please don't lose yourself, please. Bingo. Bingo. You lose yourself. You, you live into this identity of your pain. Yeah. Unprocessed pain. You live into that identity. It's almost like, like I said, I've said this many times before, but grief puts a veil over your face. Yeah. It's a veil you wear. You may not realize it. You don't, you don't probably even recognize that you're grieving. Right. But just like the things that you said, the behaviors that we resort to to make ourselves feel better, ask yourself the better question. Why do I have this need to feel affirmation from all these other people? Why do I have this need to have X amount of dollars in my bank account? Why do I have this? You know, it's like all these external things that we're chasing. Yeah. This external influence that we desire when the only influence that really matters is within ourselves. Because yeah. that's what's permeating out. Whatever is going up and, you know, whatever is going on up here, that's what you're living out like in, a, in your mind. You can't see me pointing at my head, but, <laughs> you know, it's that's what's you're living outwardly. What's what's interesting is is that people people can see if, if I were walking down the street and I were in a bad mood, people would know that about me, right? People can see things within us that we don't see within ourselves. We just wake up in the morning and like like I'm I'm Nikki. I just wake up and 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 I and I shave and I and I moisturize and I I talk with God. I meditate. I do what I do. I drink my coffee and that's just me. And I just keep on going. And and sometimes I just don't even question it. And then somebody talks to me and they say something to me and I just react because I don't even think about it. But but again earlier like when when you start to slow down and 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 really question because i was saying earlier like listen to how other people speak listen to how you speak with yourself listen to how you like if if you meet somebody and and they aren't in your bubble if they don't dress the way that you like if they don't say things the way that you like look at that and 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 step into that but but understand what i'm getting at is understand in the same way when you look at other people and you judge people and you see things within people the people that you're looking for, if you're unhappy with your life, with the, with the company that you have around you, understand this. If you're single, if you're looking for love, if you're looking for a career change, the people that are looking for you are looking for your best self. 
And that doesn't mean putting on a smile and being cheesy and being inauthentic, but it means that there's work to be done because if you want to get that relationship where you have loyalty and you have monogamy and you have everything that you've ever wanted and, or you want that business partner or whatever, right? Like you need to be present and you need to do what it takes to be present because you don't need to keep meeting new people. You don't need to keep networking. You need to go within yourself so that you can be present so that when that person comes by you and they talk with you, you're actually happy. You're actually content with who you are. So then all of a sudden you get this opportunity. You're like, where did this come from? I've been doing this X amount of years or I've been doing this over and over again. Nothing's ever happened. It's because there's something that you're not seeing within yourself. And for me, that was, a, that was a huge thing. And when I started really realizing that happy and successful people were seeing that there was grief within me that I hadn't processed, when I started processing it, all of a sudden, now I have great people in my life, you know? So I, I, think, that's, I think that's an important thing to be said. And it takes time to peel yes. back all the layers. It's oh. never, you never fully arrive, you yeah. know, like you said at Nirvana. Right. Or the perfect life, it's ongoing. But hey, you and, can give yourself permission, though. You can at least you know it takes time, and that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Are you sure you don't want a job as a grief recovery specialist? <laughs> <laughs> I you'd be I, a wonderful candidate. I think. Thank you. I I'm open. I'm open to it. I actually, what's interesting is, right when when you know COVID hit and turned the world upside down, so to speak, like. I had this whole plan. I had this whole strategy with, with music and everything. And, and, and then I actually stopped because no one's performing, no one's touring. And then I started asking myself, well, like, what am I, what am I doing at the root? Like, what, what am I about? And I started doing content and, and really focusing on um, this discussion that we're having. And, and, you know, for me, I actually, before music, I wanted to be, a psychologist, but I just didn't have the patience to go through so many years of college and, and it wasn't my calling. But however, however, I have always been interested in, in that. And I've always been interested in psychology and, and yeah, like I, I definitely, for me, music is, is an entertainment is like a stepping stone for a bigger issue, you know, in, in this, in this realm in, in which we're talking, but yeah, I, I definitely, I, I love, sharing with people and I love hearing people's perspectives and, and I'm a seeker like yourself. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely open to it for me, for me, I, you know, being able to, to be seen by people isn't to feed my ego. It's there's, there's a real issue that's, that's going on. And, you know, again, you see this when, when you travel and when you interact with different people, the more work that you do, the more you realize other people don't have that. And, and just being able to share, like when I've, I've talked with, when I've talked with like teenagers or I've talked with like moms or, and, and, and I, people share with me, like there's this weird thing that I have that this beautiful gift that God gave me where people will tell me things that they don't normally tell people. And it's interesting when that happens, and then you can share like a healthier perspective. And it's like, oh, I, I never thought of that. Like, I remember talking with the mom in, in Whole Foods and she was saying something to me about how somebody was like being verbally abusive to her. And I said something along the lines of hurt people, hurt people. And it was like a light bulb went off. And I'm like, oh, that's right. 
people don't understand this because look at the world that we're living in. Um, you know, so I, yeah, I definitely, I'm, I'm open to that because I, for me, the money, the money comes and the money goes and the money or the, no, a new one I heard was the money comes and the money grows, which I, <laughs> I like better. Um, there's a bigger issue that, that, that's going on where people need to come together. And if you have information, if you know something that can make people better, it's, it's time to share. It's time to share, you know. And hence this podcast. Yes. Because people, we learn from other people's experiences too, and other people's stories. Yeah, and through community. Here. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here without the amazing like Shaman Dura, Carrie Paul, you know, Katie Chinakis. She's all over the place. Podcast. Um, my friend Jeff Carrillo. He owns Starfire Water, which is amazing. You know, all of these, all of these great people. I, I wouldn't. YouTube, the hashtags that I found on Instagram. You know, like. I would I would be right out there confused, angry and sad and feeling like the world's going to turn upside down and 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 it's over. I, thankfully, like I have always been curious. And one other thing that I wanted to talk about really briefly is I feel like one of the things that really has has given me peace and 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 I feel like it's starting to happen more now is and we briefly talked about this at the beginning is that we need to accept the people believe differently than us we need to be okay with that and 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 celebrate that this this cancel culture ideology needs to stop we need to stop trying to cancel people because they're ignorant to our ways and to our our knowledge in the same way when we make mistakes, if we have a job or if we have a relationship, we want for our partner or for our boss or for whoever to forgive us and to understand that we're great. Well, it, it, it's not a one-sided thing. It's both ways that we need to understand. Not everyone thinks the way that I do. Not everyone believes in the same God or the same deity or the same thing. Not, and that's okay. Like I'm okay with that, you know, and, and, and I hope, I hope that people can, can understand that, that you're going to meet people along the way that think that you're weird, think that you're different, think that you're off, think that you're crazy, or that you're flat out ignorant. But if you can, if you can accept that, and, and not that you have to accept that person in your life, but if you can embrace the fact that people are different, then you've already won. You've already gotten, you know, the victory. Yeah, except that it's an opinion. And the only yes. opinion matters that matters is the one you have about yourself. Yes. And I my grief, you know, with the election, and I didn't plan to go here, but my grief with the election, and I even shared on my social media, is that, you know, we talk about unity, 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 and let's come together. And then I see people on Instagram just like, yeah. If you don't believe how I believe and you didn't vote how I voted, you are not welcome here. There angry is no emoji, room for you here. Emoji, yeah. So I was like, you. oh, my gosh. Thank you. Are you Thank adding you. to the to the discord and the negativity and the separation? Yeah, I think I think we can I think we can briefly talk about this because I've had this conversation with my mom, you know, 
Berkeley, Berkeley, California is very much how Berkeley is. It's, it's, you know, people who don't live on the West Coast, a lot of times will tease people who are in California or whatever, or, you know, talk about like conspiracy theorists and stuff like that. And I have friends who are Republican. I have friends that are Democratic. I have friends from all different walks of life. Some of their beliefs, I don't, I don't share their beliefs, but I, I, again, like I, for me, for me, it's a simple, it's a simple thing of like, I want for people to accept and to embrace me. So I would be hypocritical if, if, if somebody came up to me and, and was like, this president, this person should be president, or this person should be president. And, and I put them down because my, my beliefs and my thoughts for me are valid. So, so therefore what another person comes into this world and shares something and, and their thoughts aren't valid, like somehow they're not a human being, you know, and, and for me, that's the biggest frustration with all of this is that people need to stop thinking that when one person becomes president or when one thing changes that things are going to get better, we need to say, you know what, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with your philosophy, but however, like I can try to understand I can be curious and and I can maybe learn a different way and not and, and still stay true to myself, you know, because there is there is this huge thing of like, like, like there's articles where it's like, oh, look, the Republicans are are putting down the, the Democrats be, and, and, and there's all this talk about votes being fake. But look at how the Republicans were being this way when when they were making fun of the Democrats for the votes not counting or whatever like and it's silly it's like you're, you're doing the same thing you're being children right now like stop it like just accept accept that someone's different than you and just be okay with that like it's the same way you'd want for somebody to do to you bingo what example are we setting for kids right now in society right, right? yeah and it's yeah. really scary to me that that i see this stuff and these people are parents and it's yeah. like whoa like I would hope that if my child is different or doesn't vote however someone else votes, that they would be given grace for their differing opinions and that my children would give other kids that same grace for their differing opinions. Do we really want a world of minions and robots? <laughs> I mean, that's my biggest question here. It's diversity, you know, and there's a thing too, like we're supposed to embrace, this is my thought that I couldn't remember earlier, we are told to embrace diversity, right? We are a country of diversity, and yet we do not accept diversity. Because if we really truly did, we would understand that there is there are diversity also in stories, in people's pain, in their grief that we all share, grief that we all share, yes. just different. Yeah. And that is the one thing that can, that unites us all. So how about we embrace that everyone is going through something and it's different than what it is from you, what it is from me, but it doesn't make it less. It doesn't make it less traumatic for them. That is the, that is the most hurtful thing that anyone can do to a griever is to compare. And I, yeah, go ahead. I, I would, I would say like, you know, if there, if there's anyone, I'm really big into like family and to and, and to kids. Like it's like for me, like children are 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 everything, and 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 having healthy children in this world are, are everything. And 
if there's if there's anyone who who is a new parent or is going to be a parent one of one of the things where i feel like really makes such a major change in a kid's life is bring them around diversity like i grew up literally like i wish i had like a photo there's every color of the rainbow every kind of background and and walk of life so when i when i came into the world as an adult nothing surprised me nothing shocked me and i understood and respected everyone else's culture whereas when you live in 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 a world where you don't travel and and you're a small-minded people and nobody's traveling and nobody's trying to look at anything else except for other than than their belief then then everything is scary and everything is unknown and everything is different and, and 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 this kind of stuff and if if you can just try i know it's difficult to travel right now but if if you can really bring bring kids or bring yourself bring your inner child around different cultures and and just show that to them so that when they when they grow older when you know tv is telling you this person is scarier this way is better this way you already know you you know what you know and 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 that's your truth that's the truth it's not this way or, or that way it's 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 undeniable you know like yeah it's diversity what a concept <laughs> That's what and here's the other thing. Great. Here's the other thing on that. Thank you. That's what makes America great. To piggyback on that, it's I don't think you need to lo- leave home to experience diversity or to understand it or learn about it, right? I think it's actually instill a thirst for learning. <sighs> to seeking to seeking those diverse stories out to seeking like watch national geographic <laughs> you know i love um, i love following nature hashtags and stuff like i love i love that i'm big big nature guy <laughs> and the history channel and i mean we watch the history channel as a family it's like learning we watch vice yeah there's a vice, channel called vice, vice. Vice is so cool. The History Channel is so cool. There's there's so much like when they I'm I'm really big into the History Channel. All the different shows about like I forget the guy's name Von Diedrich or something like that. Like he's been dedicating his whole life and found the original scripts from like the Bible and how different it is. And they talk about how like aliens and and stuff like that stuff that they would never teach in school. Yes, yeah, seeking knowledge is is. For, for me, like I have to, because if if I don't, then I'll I'll lose my mind. I have to keep on learning and 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 see what else is out there. And that's the thing. It's like when my kids ask me, "Well, why why does this person believe that?" or "Why does I don't know?" But why don't you research about that? Yeah. And you can maybe put yourself in their shoes and understand why they believe that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Our, our diversity is our backgrounds. Our diversity is our grieving stories. It's not just what you see at face value, right? Yeah, 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 that's, that's huge. Good on you, yeah. No, I, I definitely... Uh, it's, it's embracing the whole human. Yeah, yeah, and especially especially with, with children because, again, like kids are so resilient and when you can when you can give a healthy perspective to a kid at a young age they'll understand these concepts like when you 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 tell you tell the kid like i remember there's so katie heard her her nephew he's he's right at that age kind of like where where i was when like 
everything kind of started changing. And I remember, you know, there was a, a moment we were hanging out and he got upset with his sister. It was just like sibling stuff, not, not really a big issue. And he reacted in a big way. And, and I said, you know, it's okay to be angry, but it's not okay when you're angry and you take out that anger onto other people around you. And, and it was like, click, and he got it. And, and, and that's the thing is when you're around kids, like it's so important to give off that healthy, you know, perspective and, and, and really drop those little gems because it's not, it's not, it is available, but it's not promoted. If that makes sense. Like they, they could, they could find out this information, but it's not what the algorithm recommends. It's not what's being advertised. It's getting there, but yeah, it's good on you for, for sharing that with your kids because kids, kids will get it. Kids, kids want to connect with diversity. They want to be around diversity. They don't want to just have the same old same. They want to learn and they want to grow and expand by nature. Yeah, they're natural sponges. And we learn everything we learn about grief, how to process it by the age of 12. Yeah. By 12. We already learned 75%, 12, 15. We've learned 75% on how to process and go through grief. So my piggyback to that, what you just shared, is that it starts with us as the parents, the caregivers, the caretakers, anyone who is in charge of the well-being and welfare, um, the whole child, and we all play a role in that. And I'll tell you one thing. I am a better parent today than I was 15 years ago when I first had my son. And I have grief around that, honestly, because I wish I would have had the self-awareness that I do now. I wish I would have had that then. You know, I would have been, um, I was the angry parent, yeah. angry a lot. And um, it starts with us. Yeah. It starts with us because that generational learning that will continue on until we unpack our own crap. Yeah. Well, there's, there's two things. There's two things I want to say. One is a quick one. Vision, the owner of the creator of Mind Valley. Um, talked about how he had unhealthy beliefs where he heard his parents talking about um, they had to choose to give a gift or not give a gift for Christmas. Um, and so he grew up with, he heard that and he translated that into an unhealthy belief. And then he idolized the teacher and the teacher was struggling. They had to help out the teacher to, so that the teacher could pay rent. Everybody got together. And so he, in his mind, created a belief that, that teachers in order to be a teacher that you know it's 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 more authentic to to struggle and so he'd make hundreds of thousands of dollars and he would give it all away right so there's that aspect and then second so it's being it's being aware it's being aware of what we're sharing and speaking about around children um because again they are very they're, they're so open um and but they also can you know, mistranslate things, but also my, my mom had this conversation with me. Um, she's had it several times and recently she had it. And, and, and it was like her, you know, sharing this thing of like, Oh, I could have been a better mom to you. And, you know, like I, I wish that circumstances had been better. And, and there was all this like guilt and, and all this shame. And, and I started sharing kind of like what was going on in my life. Cause my mom and I talk, you know, fairly regularly, but there's a lot that she knows and there's a lot that she doesn't know. And for me, what I would say to any, you know, parents out there who, who feel any kind of like guilt or shame is that again, like you don't know, you don't know what's being written into their book. 
you don't know why things are happening the way that they're happening. And, and, and I feel like the best thing that we can do is, is to say like that you're good enough and that you're, and, and that you matter. And, and that, you know, if you have any weird or different ideas that they're cool, because kids are going to translate things they're going to hear. And, and it's, it's not the parent's fault. It's not, it's not my fault that I heard my mom talking about ABC. And so like, I made this whole story of like, you know, this means this and, and, and that means that it's, it's more so of I'm going on my journey and, and I'm learning my lessons and, and, and things are happening to me so that like, I can do something with this information. That's, that's my work in this life for me. Like that's the meaning of life is like, we all have our own things that we're learning. We all have our own things that we're going through and, you know, and people come into our lives and they come and go and, and it's what we do with that. And, and, you know, what, what our character says about us, how we choose to react to these things we all go through, but just having, just having that support system, just having people again around me. And, and it's not about like people saying like, Oh, you're doing a great job, but my, the most successful people in life, the, the common thing that they all shared is is that they had parents and they had people around them that whenever they had a weird or different idea they were always celebrated in that way there was always like yes you can be this way yes like there there's a i don't know if it was da vinci i think it was da vinci where like he grew up believing even though he wasn't rich um that he grew up believing that he was rich and so he was able to accomplish things and, and, and sell art and be this legendary painter uh, because he believed this. And, and, you know, and, and just having that belief system, you know, is, is, is such an important thing. But I, I think for, for parents out there, let go of any expectations of like, oh, I, I wish that I had been a better parent. I wish that my, my kid felt more loved or that, you know, they were able to have this kind of life because you really, really, you don't know what resilience they're getting and, and what lessons they're getting out of it. The best you can do is, is just to really be there for your kids and say like, you're going to go through hard times. You're going to go through difficult times. There's going to be a point in your life where life is not going to make sense and you're not going to know what to do and that's okay. And I'm here for you. And you need to know that even if you're embarrassed, even if you feel that it's a terrible thing, I unconditionally love you and I'm going to be here for you. And, and I believe in you and you're good enough. And, and, and that's it. And, and just start from there. You know, I just want to bring up one point. Um, the thought that children are resilient, and this isn't to poo-poo on you saying that, but I just want to highlight the fact, though, that when we say that, that children are resilient, we can sometimes minimize sure, of course. their experience. And because I know for me personally, I was only eight. I don't know really what was going on. You know, like we underestimate children. And so using that language of they're resilient, yeah. it's almost like that they'll get through this. They'll get through this. Yeah, no, I, I, I get And it. I know that's not your intention. I know no, that's not, not your intention. No, yeah. it's not at all to downplay it. I, 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 right. think, I think it's more so, I think it's more so that, that so, you know, kids, kids are more of an open book. When you, when you talk with somebody 
who you know is is a little bit older they've already seen it they've already been there they've already done it right so like we all like you know you know this like we all experience mm-hmm. pain. we all experience grief right if if you can have a conversation when i say resilient what i mean is when you have a conversation with the child they are more open to the concept that you're teaching so like when i was younger and i went through what i went through I was still optimistic, even though my my life was like like my home went like this and and everything went like this and in in my mind and, and then all of a sudden I went from being again I went from being this happy go lucky child to just being angry and and comparing myself, but but when when I understood why I was feeling this way, that for me like everything clicked. So when you have a conversation with the child to say again like. You're, at a certain point in your life, things are not going to make sense or you're going to look at somebody else and think their life is better. You, you have, have the, the, the knowing within yourself to know that your picture will be painted beautifully. I know it's, I know it's cliche, but, or your book will be written beautifully or whatever the references that you want to give that, that your life – Although it might not make sense at, at, at this point, there will be a time after that happens where you, you see why all of this stuff happens. And it will be a blessing if you're optimistic, if you have that healthy perspective. It's not to say kids can just go through whatever, because I, I've, I've seen even now that I'm older, like I've, I've seen kids that are going through stuff and I'm just like, wow. And, and, and the people that are involved with these kids who aren't their parents, are looking and saying, oh my God, I can't believe these kids are going through this. And I'm like, no, but they're kids, kids that go, that, that have it the hardest, that, that do have the brilliance to be able to, to, to rise from it are the ones that change the world. The kid that, that goes through the tragedy that loses a parent or somebody to a terrible disease becomes a doctor and they, and they help thousands of people. So it's, it's, it's difficult, but it's, you know, within that conversation, it's, it's that, kids are more open to understanding why they're making the choices that they're making and and that you know like they can have peace within who they are you know if i had had somebody telling me when i was in high school you know that this girl who said this to you that that made you gain 90 pounds she was hurting inside and she was angry at herself i might not have had so much junk food you know so like that that kind of thing i'm saying more so clarify. Yes. Totally. And that is, yes, that is the key thing. Communication. That is the key thing. And we are not going to be the initiators of that communication with those kids. We are uncomfortable with our own, what's going on with us, right. And what's going on in the situation. You know, my mom did not have a clue how to process what she was going through. She therefore was emotionally unavailable to help me do that. So that's, you're 100% on on that communication that is the key and to and if you don't know where to do what to do or where to start then seek that education yeah. you know it's yeah. we have a book the grief recovery institute um john james russell freeman wrote an excellent book it's called when children grieve there's your education um yeah. i facilitate the program in a group group setting online to help you do that to help you learn those skills and education so there are there is education out there. And like you said, like the online resources, there's, I mean, 
you don't need a PhD in hard knocks. Yeah. No, you can get a, you know? Yeah. Um, one, like to your, to your point recently, like a, like a couple years ago, there was a, a woman that I spoke with who introduced me to um, just really like went in depth about being an introvert and, and recommended a couple books to me. And, you know, the library now um, has, audiobooks where you can get knowledge for free you can just if, if you're not an actual if, if you're not a person who likes to actually hold a book which holding a book and turning the pages is 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 beautiful and, and it's a whole experience within itself however if you're not that person which is okay and you're busy you're just on the go you can get audiobooks for free when i started really understanding the concept of being an introvert and and what a gift it is in a society that's very extroverted and again is always like no you got to put on a smile you got to be good you got to be upbeat you got to have energy you got to have this and, and that when i started realizing this is everything that i've been trying to explain to people where it's such a gift to be introverted it's such a gift to 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 say like i'm gonna go within myself and i'm gonna study and i'm gonna you know like learn these kind of concepts when i understood that for me that was i think actually that would really be one of the the biggest moments where i got freedom which was like yes like when i lived in in hollywood like i would be introduced to people that were producers that owned agencies that were living in bel-air that were living in dream homes and and that and i'd be introduced to this person like you know this is going to be you know the greatest person you've ever met and they have all these opportunities and i could look right into their eye and and say like something's off something's off here and when i understood that that that's part of the gift of being an introvert then i could expand from there instead of saying like i should be networking i should be like this person i just like producers in, in in music music producers are often very very introverted people they can just live in a cave and just make music and then never ever ever come out even dr dre like dr dre is very introverted to a certain degree like he could at the beginning of his career like he could lock himself in 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 his in his house and just make music and and, and that was it you know but when when you understand these kind of concepts and for anybody out there who doesn't like meeting people who get social anxiety, chances are you're an introvert and there are gifts that come with being an introvert and extroverted people crave people like us because they just want to keep meeting people and they don't often see the person that they're meeting with is not a good person. So if something feels off to you, then that's a gift and you shouldn't doubt that. You should listen to yourself and you should understand this part of yourself and, and, and keep expanding on that. There's things you can do so that you can expand on this gift and, and everywhere you go, no matter where you're like, nope, this person isn't for me. This person isn't for me. This situation isn't for me. And, and, and that's it. You know, yeah, knowledge, knowledge is power, education, what a concept. Introverts unite, yes. I'm an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> and I never really thought of it as a gift either. You feel like you grow up feeling like something's wrong with you, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, such a jam-packed conversation. I absolutely loved this. Um, I don't even know, like I have so many notes jotted down. I'm not even sure where I'm gonna pull a clip. <laughs> clip for this episode um it's been a joy getting to know you to meet you definitely a light in the world and keep shining you know you see a need in the industry in which you work and um i have no doubts that you're creating ripples even if it's in you know your immediate circles 
of people that you know. We are the sum of the five people that we surround ourselves with, right? I'm not sure who said that, but I've read that a long time ago. Some entrepreneur said it. Well, you're, you're a pioneer yourself and it, and it takes one to know one and, and, you know, just keep, I acknowledge you and, and, you know, we, we need to, we need to just acknowledge, acknowledge people around us and, you know, and we need to really, as a society outside of myself, as like an artist, like we need to acknowledge and give more power and more compassion to people like yourself, which are educators and teachers. Like it's not easy. It's not, it's not always fun. People do it because it's a necessity because they have to. And we need to like myself included, like to, to hold myself accountable that anytime that there is somebody who is teaching and sharing a lot of times they have it the hardest and, if you know you're listening and you know somebody who's an educator or a teacher or someone who is a thought leader to really it's not that they're more important it's not that their emotions are more important than yours it's it's to say like give them that encouragement and and to tell them how awesome they are because although people might seem like they have it all together you know you never know and 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 again that's that's the power of community so you know thank you for doing what you're doing i know that it's not easy and i acknowledge you and, and i think it's great work that you're doing and and i have every bit of faith that this will continue to get cooler and cooler and and, and bigger and brighter and i i appreciate you and thank you for doing what you're doing and for having me it's, it's a gift thank you for that nikki it's uh yeah, let's make grief cool. Not in like a, not in like a, <laughs> not, not you know, like it's email hang out in the dark kind of way. But yeah, just yeah. yeah, it's here to stay, right? It's not going anywhere. It's yeah. it's not this. Let's like take off the disguise of the monster that we look yeah. at it like, and that it feels like for us. It's like this looming, <sighs> breathe, looming horrible moss. This beast, you know, that is all consuming. And there's hope. There's hope. Yeah. You're sitting here talking to me. Yeah. And the life that you've endured and the things that you've gone through. Nikki's hope, you guys. And the people that I bring on my podcast are hope. They're hope bringers. And um, so I don't take my guests lightly. And um, so thank you for sharing your story. And where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Uh. Yeah, um, at Yo Nikki Scorpio, Y-O-N-I-C-K-Y-S-C-O-R-P-I-O on Instagram. Um, I'm part of a collective on YouTube, The Sophisticated Psychos. Uh, we're doing a lot of content in the same kind of realm. And those are kind of the main places. I, I have distanced myself from Facebook because I'm tired of what we were talking about earlier. I'm tired of angry emojis. Um, I'm really on, on Instagram. Um, but yeah, definitely keep in touch. I'm going to be releasing some really, really cool music. Um, that is really about everything. It's about connectivity. And what's really cool about it is I've connected with an amazing scientist and there's going to be healing within the music. There's going to be frequencies within the music. And we're going to bring that to the forefront for people who've been doing this for decades and for centuries. We're going to make all of this healing, all of this Eastern philosophies. We're going to make this mainstream and make it cool. Um, so yeah, please connect with me. If you ever need a friend, um, no judgment, you have a safe space, send me a direct message. I'm, I'm here. We're all human. And sometimes we feel alone and you're not alone. You're not alone. And that's, 
they call them binaural beats, right? Or something like that, correct? There's bi there's binaural beats, there's there's frequencies, um, there's so really quickly, if you go on to YouTube, there's a amazing documentary by um, a scientist who discovered the HIV virus, Luke Montagnier, he's French. If you look up that, he basically he takes he takes um, just look up water documentary. Luke is L U C I believe Montagnier is M O N T I G N I E R. He's French. Um, but he basically takes a recording where he puts, he puts the virus inside of the water, takes a recording, sends it off to a lab thousands of miles away. They play it in water that's just normal, everyday, just unaffected water. They play the sound, the sound of the virus, and they recreate the virus inside of the water. So in, in, he's showing you can do this with cures and all these other scientists were trying to stop him, say that he's crazy because they want to silence this kind of conversation. Also in, in the tech world in San Francisco, they're using um, the, the same frequencies that resonate in certain um, pyramids in, in Egypt for levitation. Um, so so what, what, I'm, what I'm doing, what we're doing, um, when I say we, I, the, the sophisticated psychos, we connected with the subtle energies in name and um, it's quantum physics. So it's, it's, putting, it's putting the energy of, and this is all scientists, this is all documented, this is all fact-based stuff. This isn't me, this isn't the, the conspiracy theorist that I, I lead with fact-based evidence um, that the more you, you lit in the same way when you say loving things into water, it changes the actual shape, it changes the structure of it. Um, so we're, we're putting this, it's binaural beats are one way of doing it. It's different, it's gonna be silent it's, it's not that you're going to notice it, but you're going to feel it. And the more you listen to it, the better you feel. Um, this has been around for, for centuries. It's just time to, you know, we're moving backwards and we're moving forwards at the same time. Our ancestors used to talk about this kind of stuff. So we're just making it, you know, giving it the respect it deserves again. So we could have a whole nother conversation about just energy because as a Reiki master, boy, my eyes have been open, like Huge. wide open. Have energy you ever, have you ever have you ever um uh heard of donna eden do you know donna eden yes actually energy, yes energy medicine i studied with her yeah. i met her through vision and mind valley and that's a whole other yeah i i could definitely anytime i'd love talking about energy because i i can show i can show people like i can actually i've learned teachers yeah but yeah energy is everything and we're that's what's cool is that we're lastly i don't want to keep on talking about this but we are going in this is the world that we're going into so no fear if you feel like everything's being split apart we're actually going into an exciting time we just have to unlearn and we're healing and it's going to get more and more and more exciting because of people like us because of this amazing community so don't give up hope it's actually getting better okay and that's it <laughs> can't raise the vibration of the world overnight right right exactly. each one of us exactly exactly yeah thanks again you're awesome you're a rock star ah likewise this was awesome thank you so much thank again um i'm gonna link everything that we just talked about um in the show notes the youtube the documentaries um any resources that nikki mentioned i'll put in the show notes um remember when you unleash your heart you unleash your life. Much love. From my heart to yours, thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please share it, because sharing is caring. And until next time, give and share compassion by being a heart with ears. And if you're hurting, know that what you're feeling is normal and natural. Much love, my friend.